Welcome to Unbought and Unbothered. I'm your host, Thish. Hey guys, on today's episode of the Black Man Joy series, we have RJ. RJ is the CEO of Middle Child Promotions and Unashamed Apparel. RJ is also a radio host of the Love Offering on Worship 94.5, and you also can catch him in the street bus on 103.1 We Up. And he is the host of Out of the Box TV. Literally, this is the hard, almost the hardest working man in radio. What is it this man doing? So you can just imagine how happy I am that he took time out of his busy schedule to hold space with me and discuss all things Black and joys for the Black man. <laughs> RJ, I am so happy to have you on today. How are you? I appreciate you. I'm good. You know, just living the life, you know, blessed and highly favored, as the Clark sisters would say, I, you know? I just know. We are. <laughs> so, for those blessed who are... Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> For those who are living clearly under a rock and don't know at least something of what you do, could you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? <sighs> yes, I'm a uh, young black man living in Alabama. <laughs> now. <laughs> so basically, uh, I do everything uh, related to the field of entertainment, radio personality, television personality, content creator. Uh, people have told me a time or two that I'm an influencer, which I don't see oh, it, yes. but maybe I so. Definitely. <laughs> maybe so. But uh, everything that I do is, is pretty much rooted in the world of entertainment only because that's my favorite pastime. And you are very so everything. <laughs> well, well, thank you. You know, uh, on the radio, I started um, I started in college and I've been doing it since so I'm like 20 years strong in the radio game and it's like one of one of the best releases ever you know people loving to hear you talk you know when I was young it was like shut up shut up <laughs> right. you talk too much now I get a check for it okay. it's that's the only difference circle. so <laughs> circle. yes so you being somebody that has always been like a big personality people saying yo man you talk too much how did you know that radio, journalism, entertainment was your purpose? Or do you feel like that is your uh, purpose? Because purpose could be many things. You know, I, I'm, going, I'm going to be 100% with you. <laughs> I fell into this by accident. Oh. Uh, wow. I, I wanted to be a journalist. I, I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a lawyer because... I would always be watching court TV when I was at my grandparents' house. So it was always fun watching these lawyers argue and like, objection. Right. Sustained, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that's what I was going to be. And then my granddaddy, like, he sent me down and he was like, let's be realistic. Law school costs a lot of money. Right. We ain't rich like that. You got to figure out something that's going that we can actually make happen. Right. So I was like, well, law school is not for me. <laughs> now, I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but it did steer me into the direction of uh, me tapping into my passion for writing. So I used to like fill up notebooks, writing short stories, poems, like in a day. Like I would go by those. Uh, I don't know if, if I'm aging myself with this. You remember those notebooks with like the spiral yeah. uh, ends that like it, it, 
I don't even know if they still sell those, but I used to fill up like the 80 and the 90 page joints, the 120 page joints, like in a day of just writing. I, so I always thought I was going to be a writer. That you were a writer. Like now I need a poem. I thought I was going to be a, I thought I was going to be a writer, but let me tell you, by the time I got out of high school, I was so tired of writing term papers and all that stuff. Oh. I said, okay, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah. Because I had a scholarship and everything to go be on the, the college newspaper. Like, I was work, writing for Times Daily, all that stuff. But I was just like, well, I'm oh. here. I'm in journalism. What am I going to do? So when I went to Jacksonville State, there was four categories that uh, made up the communications department, which was journalism, which was writing, which is what my initial goal was. And you had broadcasting, which was radio and television. You had public relations and you had new media. At that time, the internet was new. So it was like, that's what that was. So I was like, "Mm, I talk a lot. I love music. I'll do radio and television. Not realizing I still had to write, but it was a different element and I fell in love with it. And here we are. I really believe like that's your calling. Like it's like you have an ear for it or maybe you just, I don't know. I mean, you do wake up every day and choose violence with us every single day. If you guys don't every know, day. RJ will say, well, do you like dangerously in love by Beyonce or do you love... He always gives these yeah. do you this or that and it's always a this and that like that you can't really choose. So I, I want you to have to think about your answer. I hate when I make one and everybody's like, oh, that's easy. Such and such. And it's like, no, M. Alpha. I was hoping <laughs> this was gonna stretch you out today. Okay, because your last one, the baloney and the south meat. I was like, you know what? I'm telling the people this man chooses violence against us. Cause... Well, let me let me tell you. When was the last time you had south or baloney? Because my well, you know, my I'm mama based now, so it's been a while. But then I was like, well, oh. my mama calls me bougie now when she found out I don't eat chillers. I'm like, listen, it was things that y'all made us eat when we were younger that we had no choice to eat. <laughs> I'd be damned if I'm eating any of that today, including the south. We're you done. know. Saying it. Yeah. We're done. I'm good. I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> want that. So, with you being in radio, who is your dream interview? Like, who is the person you want to sit across and be like, ask the questions? I think I know, but I'm asking for fun. Let me tell you, Mariah the Carey, because I love me some Mariah. She's like my absolute fave. And I used to be scared to meet Mariah because the the term diva and you know this 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 thought that you've created in your head of what your favorite artist is and then what people are kind of thinking this person is like. I didn't want to be disappointed because I love her so much. I don't want to be like if I meet her and it's the wrong type of interaction, right. I'm gonna not like her no more. And she's the soundtrack to my life, and I don't want to have to rip her out of my life. Right, <laughs> but. I've seen enough interviews here, especially in the past few years, that it's like I will have so much fun with morale. And I and I really wholeheartedly believe that. And that's like since that's like the person I clearly know music front to back and in my sleep and listen Ooh, to every yes, day and can't say. help but listen to every day, I think that will be a very fun interview. Wow. I, I I knew you was gonna say that, but I I was like, I'm going to ask just in case. And now that you've read her book, do you feel even more closer to her? I feel so connected even more because she's been humanized now. She was just this elite figure to me. But now it's just like, oh, my God, you have you've had challenges, which I knew because of the music. But now the music makes that much more sense. So, yes. 
for sure. Oh, that is dope. So I love your message behind your unashamed apparel. Um, could you kind of walk us through, like, how did you get to that point that you wanted to name it unashamed? Like, what was the backbone with that? <laughs> you know what? Again, I do a lot of stuff. I ain't even going to say by accident. I do stuff when I'm not planning to do stuff. So it was my, let's see, I got to think what birthday this was, my 37th birthday. And my caption was unapologetic, unashamed. Mm-hmm. And that's initially what the line was going to be. But then I shortened it and just made it unashamed because I felt that was stronger in a sense. Uh, basically, at that point, I had got to a, a, a part in life where I just felt like, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm me and I'm going to be me. And you're either going to rock with me or you're not. And you can't tell me who I am is the wrong version of me, if that makes sense. Like everybody always has something to say about the next person, what they're doing, what they're wearing, how they sound, who they're with. And it's like, what are you doing in your effing life? (laughs) It's just so focused on what I got going on in mine. So my thing was, everybody has a story everybody and you don't know what the next person is going through you don't know why that person does what they do because you haven't walked in their shoes so I feel everybody has a story and you should not be ashamed of your story because at the end of the day that is what makes you uniquely you and that's what I wanted to put out with that and I wanted other people to feel confident in being themselves because there's a lot of people that would look at me and just like you know see me out and and just how I interact and they will always be like oh you're just this and you're that and that and I'm just like listen at the end of the day we're all flawed we all have insecurities but guess what that does not make me who I am what makes me who I am is everything that I'm not you know what I'm saying so booyah and (laughs) it just came to me and I was and so I and I had I got a shirt made and I said well let me see what the response will be if anybody will want one of these. And I remember going to uh, Las Vegas some months later and I, I posted a picture and I was like, and I, and like off that, I was like, you know, coming soon, you know, who get in. And I, and I got like 30 pre-orders before I officially launched this thing. And it was just like, okay, I'm on to something, but everybody that has gotten it, that has purchased the shirt or, you know, got a wristband or whatever have you, it's a sense, it's like Superman's cape. Like they feel a little bit more powerful with the shirt on because of that message on that shirt. And and that's kind of what I want. I just want people to be confident in being themselves and and screw what anybody else has to say about it. Now, did did it take you in your like in your life a minute to get to that version? Because I tell people recently all the time like I totally get Jan and Jackson's control album now like I feel like I'm in control like I'm a grown ass <laughs> woman dog like <laughs> right right did, did it take you a minute to I think get it to takes that? everybody yeah. I think it takes everybody a moment to get there I'm not gonna say I was 110% confident of my awkward ass <laughs> on the come up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there's, uh, there's always going to be some, cause we're our own worst critics yes. and we're going to be harder on ourselves than a lot of people. And in reality, most of the time, nobody gives a damn what they you're really doing. Don't. And, and we're sitting here like, Oh my God. And you know what's crazy? It's like, Why did it take us so long to get to that? Like nobody literally gives a shit. <laughs> 
Nobody. And the ones that do don't matter. No. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who who's that word about it? So I will say um, the person I thought I was because I was in my bubble, mm-hmm. you know, in the shows, I was I was that 110 mm-hmm. percent confident in who I was. And then I moved in sixth grade. It was a culture shock. I, I had to get around all these people I did not know. I did not grow up with. And I was the oddball and I was talked about. And I was just like, well, damn. I thought I was somebody special this whole time, but not realizing they were talking about me like that because I was somebody special. I was somebody that they were not used to. So it took me three years to get back to the point of me feeling like me. Then I go back home, finish out high school, and the people that were there then that was not there before I left, they were talking about me. And I was just like, what? I don't bother anybody. Why does, you know, (laughs) but, you know, there's that old saying, you've been called on to be called out and picked on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow. if somebody sees something in you that either they can't do or they wish they can do, or you look better doing what you're doing than they do, they got to figure out how to make you doubt yourself. Right. And there's people that have been able to do that, but after a while, you're just like, you know what? You don't pay none of my bills. Right. Right. You ain't even got my phone number, so that lets me know how important and you are to me. I don't even want to be cool with you, so why am I? That's, with you? that's that's it. Yeah. If you gotta contact me on social media, there might be a reason. We're not friends. Okay. <laughs> I I really I really relate to that. Like my whole life, I have literally felt like the oddest ball, and I know it's because people, you know, threw their own bullshit on me or. Mm-hmm. You know, people make you question yourself and downplay yourself. And all the time, you've been a People dancer. project. They project yeah. a lot. And yeah. people are going to people. You hear me? Yeah, when I say this, up. people are going to people. Y'all have to catch us outside just to know what we really say. But people don't people, okay? Right. So with, with saying all that, at what age did you feel comfortable in your Blackness? And it's totally okay if you're not there yet. But if you are, when would you pinpoint a pivotal moment that you was like, child, look at here. <laughs> the, the, the thing with that, with me, I'm, again, I'm always kind of weird in a sense. I've never not felt like I wasn't comfortable in my blackness. I've never had to fight right. for my blackness. I had to fight if I was cool enough with certain blacks, Ooh. I had to fight if I was cool, if I was smart enough with certain things like that. But it's, it's never been a race issue with me. And I'm going to like really blow your mind with this. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I've never had an issue with my blackness. I've always had to fight my masculinity. Okay. So, so it was never a, oh, is he black enough? It's all, it was always where he hang around too many girls or he doesn't play sports. Or he, so it was always a sense of my masculinity versus my blackness. Now, do you feel like the having to um, battle to with your masculinity, was that in the black community or is that everybody as a whole because as we I both think, know I think it I think it was more so with the black community I don't think anybody else has ever questioned we we as a people 
we always find that one thing that yes. we feel singles out. So with me, because I wasn't gang banging, thugging, gun toting, right. pants sagging, all of that. Oh, he's a square. He's a nerd. He's a this or he's a that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that was within my own people. Right. It was never a, you know, my white peers. I'm like, oh, RJ, he's such a square. You know, I was the coolest motherfucker to them. Yeah, right? oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it, it was it was always it was just always weird to me. And it's like and that's why now more than ever, you see this whole unapologetic version of me. Yeah. Oh, he he's painted his nails. Okay. And? That has what to do with you. Okay. Oh, he has his nipples pierced. Okay. <laughs> what does that have to do You're with right. you? You know, it, it's always that, but those very things that people try to dog me about then, now they're just like, oh, this motherfucker is so cool. Mm-hmm. Or he's so bold oh, to do this. Yeah, and it's just like, I'm the same person you tried to drag through the mud not even two decades ago. So I think with me, (laughs) figure it out. I always, always, they've always in the community painted me to not be black enough, which was so weird. I was always like deemed the white black girl. You know, either I didn't talk black enough, um, you know, I didn't come from where they come from. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, they saw me as like Hillary Banks or, you know, something like that. And I'm like, right. you know, don't think I can't get hood and whoop, whoop. <laughs> you know, don't play with me. But so basically they were mad because you was pop music and you was crossing over yeah. and they were still trying to get on R&B radio. Yeah. <laughs> like girls would, like, I remember in elementary school, girls would like shade me because I was a huge Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys fan. But I'm like, do y'all not hear this music? Like, what is going on here? So they made they they're mad because you were cultured. Y- That's oh, all that you is. know. And then like that, and you had cable, so you had MTV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and my parents could afford to go get me. Like, okay. But to like, I like in high school and like elementary school, most of my friends were white girls. I can tell you, still to this day, if I'm in a room full of black black people, I still kind of feel. And I'm not talking about our groups of black people because I'm comfortable there. But if I'm just somewhere and there's a lot of black people, I still feel a little like they think I'm white, don't they? Or you know, like well, see, there's there's two there's two things to look at when when that's taking place. One is thing that that's embedded in you, so you have to change that right. for yourself mentally. Because again, they may not even care at this yeah, point. They don't. Like I think it's a, I think it's a different time or whatever. Right. And then two, maybe they do. And if they do, guess what? That's their problem, not yours. So you walk into that room, you own that motherfucker, and you go about your yeah, business. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is so like my control decade because I I would tell you this too. Again, I don't know how you're getting this transparency because I ain't told nobody this mess. But you know, when you were when <laughs> I, when I was coming up, home girl. <laughs> when I was coming up, the the it, 
I would say slur, but I guess the, the ultimate diss would be at your masculinity. Like you even see it now, like in them earlier seasons of like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like anytime they would get into it with a dude, the first thing they attack is their masculinity. Mm-hmm. So they're calling them your queen and you know, all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like that's the first thing that people like to attack to make a black man feel small. Right. They want to attack their masculinity. You know what I'm saying? So with me, I was never called nigger. I was never called nigger. Never. Right. I don't ever recall being called nigger. I have been called faggot. I have been called gay. Right. I have been called all that, all that stuff. And I didn't even know what that was when I would hear that. And right. now, you know, as you get older, then you just uh, so now you're self-conscious. Like, am I walking manly enough? Am I talking deep enough? Am I, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like all of this stuff that comes at you when you're young that you're just like, well, what the hell? Like, you know what I'm saying? And that was my insecurity for a longest time. Right. I don't talk deep enough. My voice is low or my voice is high or you know like that was the thing that I had to consistently battle with no matter where I was anytime I would get around a new group of people I didn't know are they over analyzing me right I was never I was never called the n-word I was never called it to this day I don't think I've ever been called the n-word right yeah that's that's kind of the same for me like I really had to like hear that like what is what is even all that? So what right. does, in speaking of all of that, what does self-love mean to you? You have to love every flaw and you have to love every win that you got. Like, I think a lot of people with me too, they say I'm too humble. Like, I don't flex enough about what I do, but that's never been my personality. I don't have to prove to you what I do and what I'm capable of because you see it and if you don't see it so you know what i'm saying like you're obviously watching like (laughs) it's it's not it's it's not my responsibility to put you on game when it comes to me if you're able to experience things with me and and celebrate my wins with me in my life that's something different than me hey you know i did this you know, I pulled this off. You know, I hosted this. Right. You know, I've created this. Like, that's never been me. I don't, I don't, I don't like people that do that in a sense. So I yeah. already know that I wouldn't like myself <laughs> if I was out here flexing and being cocky. Now, mind you, confidence is not cockiness. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm very confident in what I do. I know what I'm able to do. I do it. I don't have to remind you guys every day what I'm doing. You're either going to support it or you're not when you see the post or whatever have you. You know what I'm saying? I I think self-love is really you appreciating everything about you, whether you like your fat rolls or you like or you dislike the fact that you, you know, do or don't have muscles, you're wearing glasses, whatever the case may be. Like you are uniquely you and nobody's going to love you if you don't love yourself. That's how I feel about it. Oh, I like it. So how do you define freedom? <sighs> are we ever really free? No, <laughs> no sir. We I, you know, <laughs> we're not necessarily. Ever. How I would define freedom is just when you get to a point where you're able to relax about everything, when you're able to drown out any noise, whether it's from yourself or from me the next person like I think real freedom comes when you're able to freely express yourself you got 20 earrings in one earlobe you got 
30 tattoos, you got whatever have you. If you're doing that because that's what you're into, that's what you like, and you really don't care what anybody has to say about it, I think you are truly at a place of freedom because at the end of the day, you're you. You're living with you. You're doing for you. You're paying your own bills. You're doing whatever have you. I think that when you can get to a place where no matter what anybody says or throws your way, it's like water off a duck's back, like whatever. I think I think that's a good way to put it. I, I do too. I think it. What achievement are you most proud of? When you sit back and think about it, <sighs> listen. I, I I never realized what I've done until I have to like talk to somebody about it. And that is <laughs> talk why to a I group of kids yeah. or whatever have you. <laughs> I am very proud of Unashamed. I am very proud of Out the Box because I think those two things are things that came from me that I birthed and it wasn't necessarily me joining somebody else's team or right. clocking in on somebody else's time. Like this is real deal, authentic Rojay. This was created by Rojay. This has a purpose for and from Rojay. And so I would say unashamed and I would say out the box. Oh, know. and Middle Child, Lord. Oh yes, my Middle Child Promotions because that was my very first so baby. And it's still my, but that's, so that's my, <laughs> that's my oldest baby. And it's, oh, I, yes. yes. Okay, yes. You got Middle so Child, out the box, unashamed. There we go. <laughs> Y'all got so much he forgot his own accomplishment. Help Listen, this <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> so how do you deal with the hater? <laughs> <sighs> Cause you See, got them, even, <laughs> but but that's the thing. If you're hating, I don't know. Right. If you have a problem with me, I don't know because guess what? You're not bold enough to tell me to my face that you have an issue with me right. or you don't like the way I move or you don't like what I'm doing. And then again, at the end of the day, I ain't doing none of this shit for you. Hello. So you hating by yourself? How you gonna hate outside the club? You, you can't, can't even get in. You can't even get in. <laughs> And you want it. So I don't, and you know, I've kind of seen over the years, you know, people always saying, you know, haters, 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 haters. And again, I don't think I've ever felt that way. Like, my, it's never been a situation where it's you're blatantly hating on me and I recognize it. We may have had some kind of conflict. We may have had some kind of issue. Ninety percent of the time, it's your own conflict and your own issue in your head. Because right. I ain't, I'm cool over here. But I really I've never the been one. Thing is like a made up. I really believe it's, it's got to be somebody with some low self esteem just made that up. Because yes, yeah. I think I think that. But also too, um, I'm the type of person. I used to let it get to me when I would I would do things and people wouldn't show up or they wouldn't support or they whatever, but you're totally forgetting the people that are there showing you love yeah. and support because you're focused on who didn't, you know what I'm saying? Instead so it didn't. got to a point where you had to flip that and, and honor respect and show love to those that are showing love to you and be okay with that. And then if, if there's somebody that's not on the, on the train yet, that's their loss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I you can't focus on who is not, loving you when you have so many more that are ride with those people that are loving you that's right what lesson was the hardest for you to learn 
the the lessons oh the hardest lesson i've had to learn it's it's not listening to people i had a college professor tell me that i would not make it in radio because i was too country and i'm like we're both in Alabama, bitch. What are you talking about? Like, wow. And mind you, it's not a female. It was a male. And I still got a bitch. Like, <laughs> what? And, you know, I let that beat me up for like two days. Then, I, then it hit me. And this could have been a message from the Lord. Who knows? And I was like, listen, Oprah does not sound like Barbara Walters, who does not sound like Robin Roberts, who does not sound like Ryan Seacrest, who does not sound like Carson Daly, who does not sound like Casey Kasem. Everybody has their dialect, their sound, their whatever. So clearly <laughs> he was wrong. But looking back, that could have easily been a form of racism. That was your way of trying to, because I was probably one of a few blacks in the class and it's obvious you didn't like me and I did nothing to you. Like it, he was the hardest professor I ever had. Wow. Period. In life. And I was just like, I don't understand. Teachers love me. What is your problem? And that could, you know, and it took me some years later, I was like, he could have easily just been racist, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't think about things like that in the moment. You're thinking about, oh my God, what did I do? Why you don't like me? What can I do to get in your good graces? And it's after a while, I was like, give me my C and get me up out of here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> wow, country. That's insane. Yeah, I think that was racist because wow. Um, mm. what is one common misconception about the black man that you would like to debunk? That black men don't love their kids. <laughs> I just, oh my God, it's crazy. Wow. Okay. I used to be, I used to be salty as hell when Father's Day ran around because I don't have a relationship with the guy who helped create me. Mm-hmm. I just don't. And and that's uh not for a lack of trying. And some years later, I was like, you know what? I'm so good in life. Right. Bruh, it's really no need for you anymore. Like I tried. I'm cool. I mean, I literally blocked him on everything right. from social media because I allowed him to get a glimpse into my window of life, even though it wasn't part of my life. Blocked you. You can't call my phone. You can't reach me. And that's for my peace. Exactly. And for my sake. You know what I'm saying? And I used to be so salty. And I think last year was the first time I realized I said, I'm on here just loving seeing these black fathers and their kids and the, the whole, you know, whether they're dancing around the grill or just all this stuff. And I'm not in my feelings. I used to feel away. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like single people on Valentine's Day. Why are you mad? You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so, <laughs> and I think that that was my thing. So I really love seeing black dads in action. You know, uh, think that's a very, and the and the thing is, it's not like I didn't know. I had a granddaddy who was the best granddaddy ever. Yes, I had uncles. I have uncles that are, the, you know what I'm saying? So it's not mm-hmm. like I didn't see it. I just didn't have that personal link with the guy who helped bring me into the world. You know what right. I'm saying? So I felt a way, but I think that's the biggest misconception I would love people to get over. Black men, black women are everything. We really Period. are. Period. Period. And we are we love hard you know what I'm saying we do. even 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 though we're our biggest enemy sometimes within the community like I would rather not be a part of any other community I Me love it. either 
I, I, I promise you, if I had to choose, I would always choose to be a black woman. Like, no matter how hard it gets, like, I would always pick up that pill. No, I want to be black. <laughs> I don't want to be nothing else. No shade to the other, you know, rainbow coalition. Right. And, but... I, and I love everybody. Listen, I do. But I'm just saying, we. this is my experience. This is the one I know, and this is the one I would not trade for anything. So, hey. Yeah, I like it. Why is it that black men are often left out of things that bring joy. Why do people feel like black men can't have joy? Do you think it's just like a racist thing or do you think it goes back it's to a lot masculinity? Of, it's, or? it's a lot of crap that's embedded. And, and, and that's a good point. Listen, for years and if you go back, I guarantee if you go back and look at any of your old pictures, if you, you're with your cousins or any of your friends in school and point out, look at all the black men in your pictures and you're not going to see not one smiling. <laughs> they're My all mugging. Father. They're <laughs> mugging their asses off. You hear me? Like, no. <laughs> like, they're not going to smile. It's not because we don't smile. We are so concerned with the image that we're putting out to the world. Like, yeah. that you cannot F with me energy and now I'm loving this transition in a sense of it's, I guess it's an evolution it's, it's to a point now where people can kind of relax more and kind of be yeah. a little more free because I mean when social media first kicked out men don't take selfies Right. You really expect me to keep this fresh haircut to myself? Like, <laughs> let's not do this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, uh, it, y'all it, gonna get this edge? It's always these unwritten rules, and after a while, you have to realize, like, Lauren Hill said, who wrote these rules? For real, like, for who real. wrote these rules? Live and do and be you. And if anybody has a problem with that middle finger you know what I'm saying like period and what's crazy is a lot of I like a lot of black men that mug in pictures once you guys smile half of y'all have the most beautiful smile got a dental plan do you hear me <laughs> <laughs> you know like like my dad like he always he mugged in a couple of my wedding pictures and the couple that he smiled I was like look at this gorgeous man like what are you doing but, and it, and it uh, changes, and it and it takes years off your life too. Yeah. So th- to my black brothers who are listening, smile. Okay. You said, so Kirk better. Franklin said, "You look better when, when you, you smile. smile." There you go. See, look. <laughs> there you go. You did. <laughs> you were hilarious. Okay. So, what keeps you motivated? Mm. Them dogs. Now, my mama and my grandma oh, have Hanks. been. They're they're like my world to be honest and I know mm-hmm. people always say it but like literally um the fact that my mom raised three boys by herself and now we're all old enough and we get listen I'm not rich by no means but I get to do things that put the biggest smile on my mama's face and she loves her boys no no matter what's gonna I love my boys and it's like you had a hand in creating the people we are. So anytime I'm hosting a show, anytime I'm doing them, my mama is there. Like literally, I tell you no lie. It's probably been once or twice that she maybe couldn't make it for a good reason or whatever, but 98.9% of the time, my mama is in that audience. And it, that is what, 
that's who I'm performing for. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Right. And she's and like your mom, she's always like, um, I saw her, what is it, last summer? And she had just seen my brother, my older brother from when he was a kid. And she said, mm-hmm. Well, how old are you? And my brother was like, Oh, I'm 37. She said, Oh, do you know my son RJ? And you know, and she just went on. <laughs> and be times my mama just be telling all my business <laughs> with people. And I'd be like, Mama, like, I I don't I don't do that. Like, come no, I'm just so and I understand she's so proud. Right, so I can't is. take that from her. But at the same she time, was. I just be like, Mama, if they can't get what I'm giving on the socials. And take that and, and be satisfied. <laughs> you ain't got to tell them everything I'm doing, but yeah, she, you know, it's it's a thing like, that mamas do. I was like, Miss Deborah, that's my brother. She's like, Oh, you know RJ. She went on about to the next person. <laughs> and also with your grandmother, Miss Darby, is she's yes. like a queen. She is a queen. You hear me? Come on, Roy. But she is Come on. <laughs> so full of life. Cause she's and like see, that's where 90. that's where a lot of us get it. She she's uh 90. about to turn ninety two. Okay. And that's where I'll, that's, I think, why my family is the way my whole yeah. family is. Like, we, we all love hard. We're all a bunch of clowns. We're all animated. We're all, it's because Nancy, that's Nancy what Darby. we had to learn from. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I love it. <laughs> I'm going to have to slide on Miss Darby and get her on the show because that woman is full of gems in life. I'm telling you. She'll be ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you joy? Music. <laughs> I know that sounds so cliche. I literally no, but no, it really does. every day. It, it does my vibe and, and can't nobody give a car concert like I do. I'm talking about I'm singing lead, background, ad libs. I got a dance routine behind the steering wheel. Like I I'm think, killing it. I think, I think <laughs> the next time if I can get it before your episode goes live, I think I'm gonna show the people what you be doing. <laughs> okay, because I guess it's all <laughs> so when you're having a hard day or when you're day it's not the greatest what song puts you back in the game just about anything for mariah to be honest uh because again mariah get mariah is the soundtrack to my life any mood that i've ever had any situation i've ever had i i can put a mariah Carey song to and i'm good like she literally relaxes me she she gets me high like i work out to mariah mariah could be singing hero and i'm on the treadmill giving it to you <laughs> and y'all like what are you working out to slow music? I will. Yes. That's because it's not about tip off of me. It's yeah. it's literally like it's just wow. the energy. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel about Beyonce. Like I feel like she has well, if we take Destiny's Child and Beyonce, like okay. anything she's a part of, it's the soundtrack to my life. Like I can go to a song and be like yo that's exactly like i've worked out to slow beyonce song it's like (laughs) and and, you know do you ever wonder do like mariah know like do they know the impact like i really you know i think about that a lot with a lot of people like even say for instance as much as we still watch martin like i lived that live with him and i've lived in syndication with this man ever since then and i was like there's no way you guys knew how important, how iconic this show right. was going to be while you guys were doing that. And I think a lot of artists, us included, we, we do things without the knowledge of the impact that it's going to have. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've had people tell me little things that just made me feel like, wow, you know, I was just doing whatever. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. you helped me get through. I, I have uh, 
a, a very close friend, uh, grew up with, loved to death. So, you know, my mama, your mama, your mama, my mama, you know, that right. type of thing. Your family, my family. And when she lost her dad, you know, and I, I love her dad. I'm going to say his name, uh, Marvin Morris, uh, Laditra's dad. Oh, and yes, I love I, yeah. this man. Like, he, he was, he was like the coolest guy right. that I've ever known. And his her mom told me sometime after I had made a visit over the house sometime after, and she said, you know, when I lost my husband, you know, you helped you know, make me smile. Like she would just go and see random little jokes and stuff I would post on right. Facebook. And me, I'm just being petty that day. I'm just being whatever that day. And I'm posting right. whatever. But like, she's going through a time, you know what I'm saying? And just something that I'm being playful about helped her take her mind off of her pain. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not thinking in that moment that's what I'm doing. But when she told me that, I was just like, oh, wow. You know, that made me feel good because it's like, I'm happy that something that I did could help you not hurt for a few minutes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, And you're really good at that because you're like, it's been times that I've wrote you something or like sent you an audio and then you send me back something so simple. And I'm like, you know what? He's right again. Like people go people. I was like, <laughs> you know, I really, like, when I wrote you, when you said that, like, I really was like, I cannot not believe this person done me like this. It's like, I was trying to be so nice. And you was like, girl, people gonna people. And I'm like, you right. know what? They are. <laughs> and everything you know, it's, it's, that, it's, it's like, you know what? He is totally right. And you was like, good. Most most of the yeah. stuff that, you know, I, I may learn, I may say, I may play about whatever have you, is literally just at this point life experience like there's a lot of we we invest a lot in people and what we 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 see in their potential we invest a lot in their potential mm-hmm. not necessarily where they are at the moment we we already see where they are five that five years down the line so we're right. w- willing to put up with four years worth of bullshit to get to that fifth year but mm-hmm. by year three hell listen okay <laughs> I can't, I can't hang in here with you. I, <laughs> I got tried. to let you <laughs> So you know you can't, it, you can't put that pressure on people to evolve quicker than they're ready to evolve. So like, listen, don't let that mess bother you. Yeah. You do what you do. I, I may be here when you catch up. I may Maybe. not. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say you are rooted in? What's the roots of RJ? Ooh, country. <laughs> well, uh, you know when I say country, I I, I put that in the like of of, of c- country manner. You know the hospitality, right. the fun, the joy, the energy, like time. all of that. Like the the best thing I can do is country, cause country is family, and and that, that's what I'm rooted in. Awesome. Okay, so I saw this question on Twitter. And I really got to find who I got it from so I can give them credit. But <laughs> I got to go. I seen it and I was like, I'm going to ask this. How would you introduce your future self? And we're saying that as if you are currently that person, like as, like if we're in the future, what mm. does that vision look like? And if you, and I want to put it just a manifestation, put it into the atmosphere and if you're not <laughs> clear on what that is, that's okay. I just thought, you know, I just know it's a heavy that's, question. That's a, that's a heavy question, but... But you can always circle back to me, but... <laughs> I can circle back, but, you know, even when I was 20, what I thought my life was going to look like at 30 did not take place. And it's not because I didn't manifest. That may just not have been the journey yeah. I was supposed to be on. And so when I hit 30 and I wasn't at that place, 
<laughs> I quit forecasting what my future was going to be because I literally take every day as that. I literally right. take every, and I know that that may be bad in a sense for some. I do plan. I can tell you what next week, next month, and maybe later in the year looks like. I can't tell you what three years from now looks like. I can't tell you what five years will because I just stopped putting that pressure and that expectation myself. Yeah, because that humor is God. It truly does. I know yeah. it does. It yeah. seems like, look at them. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want your legacy to be? I just want people to, at at some point, to say I encouraged them on their journey. I made them laugh. I made them smile. I, I just want to be remembered. I know it sounds so simple, but just as mm. a great person. That's it. Like, I don't. I don't. I oh, I'm a, I'm a legacy. I'm a. This, <laughs> he was rich. No, just know that if I think that's the greatest legacy to be known as a good person. Yeah, I, he, that's he, why he was just real dope as at what yeah. he did. He was real dope with me. If we had any issues, we worked it out as adults and we went on about our business. Because I really have no ill will towards anybody that I've ever come across at all, and I just like to make people smile. I like to encourage people. I like to inspire people. So if I've done any of that for anybody, I feel that I'm on the right track. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to give you three fill-in-the-blanks, and Uh I want you to fill them in. Okay. (laughs) The first one is I am. (laughs) I am royalty. Hello. (laughs) I ramen it. Okay. <laughs> I am <laughs> I am most fulfilled when Oh, when I get to sleep? No. <laughs> you don't I, sleep at all. Cuz I don't sleep. I'm most fulfilled when I get to spend time with family. Okay. Seriously, like I I do that to stay centered, I stay balanced no matter where I'm traveling or who I'm hanging with, like at the end of the day, when I can go home and laugh with my kinfolk, I'm good. Yeah. They they are like the best though for real. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, my intention is. My intention is to. Oh. <laughs> my intention is to become an even better version of who I think I am. Who I think I am. Oh, that was good. See, you played. <laughs> and I may not be there. there. I may not be there. Somebody may think I'm trash. People may think I'm peopling. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I, who I think I am. Like, I dropped my pen. I said, oh, okay. Okay. He said, you give me a deep question. I got some fire. <laughs> okay. So where can my listeners connect with you online and all the things you have going on? <laughs> Listen. All right. At It's Rojay, I-T-S-R-O-J-A-Y. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My website, itsrojay.com, middlechildpromotions.com, outtheboxtv.com, and uh, yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> Mainly no that's worries, it. guys. I'm going to put all those dot-coms <laughs> in the caption. All of that, all of that, yeah. Because my boy is hella busy, hella booked, so yeah, no worries. I'm going to let you guys be able to contact him. But, RJ, what I want to say to you is, obviously, well, I hope that you know that I adore you as a person. 
I adore your spirit, um, your ability to always be a light. And it's like, no matter where you are (laughs) on this interview, on Twitter, Facebook, you are a light. I pray you know that. I pray that you know when you walk in a room. (laughs) You know, it's not come out with no. (laughs) That's the whole point. Um, I hope you know that when you walk in a room, you are a light. And it's one of my favorite things about you. Like, I know if I'm having a bad day at work, I'm going to go see what you're doing. Because I know that you're just going to Cause I'm gonna say girl. <laughs> You're gonna say something. I'm gonna be like, "Thank you, dog." <laughs> but I also, um, I love how you're always working to be better, working towards your goals, and with all you have going on, you still make time for your loved ones. A lot of people that live the life you live or doing what you do, they forget about they're people and you're not one of those people like no could never <laughs> anybody who is a friend of yours or a family member they're gonna agree that you all you make us all feel like we're special and you can all be talking to us at the same time Ooh, you know? okay let me give my let me give my eyes together all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, do. you do and you you know you just have a way of making us all feel important and that's important to people because people gonna people they so therefore (laughs) you know you be in a place that uh you know i can go and i said you know what i think i need a recharge it don't matter what we're talking about either we could just be sharing something right and it's like you know what especially like with covid like it was a lot of times that i've dm'd you or talked to you and work was sucking. I mean, I wear a face mask all day. <laughs> and you, it was just like, oh, thank you, RJ. Let me go back to work. <laughs> so, you know, I hope that you know that as for yourself. And I think that your the way that you are unashamed, unapologetically just being RJ, you're the same person. And this is what I really want people to get about you. You're the same person. I hung out with at your grandma's daycare where we weren't even old enough to, you know, <laughs> right. you're that same person. And that is just like, uh, you know, because you think about it, people you've known that long. I mean, we were in daycare. Right. And, you know, for, for me to reconnect with you later in life and say, oh my God, he is so, oh, you know, <laughs> that is a comfort. You know what I'm saying? And, uh-huh. um, I really do love that you're always you, like no matter what, you know? And that, my friend, is why you are unbought and unbothered. I teared up and I teared up and messed up the word. <laughs> but that was genuine. So yes. no cutting that out. That was genuine. But well, I appreciate you. you for holding space for me today. I appreciate everything you do in my life. And thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel so important. Thank you. (laughs) You are important. You smart, you's important. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) No problem. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Hey, guys. Don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button on the podcast if you liked it. Leave any comments and anything you would like to share. Bye, guys. Thank you.